saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is Megan for this week's What We're Cooking and Eating Now episode. I'm joined by my in real life friend and friend of the podcast, Shawanda Mason. A little preamble before I get to introduce you all to Shawanda. These bi-weekly episodes are bite-sized digests of what we're actually cooking at home, feeding our families right now. We share six meal ideas that you can turn into your own meal plan for next week. We share links to the specific recipes in our free community where you can get even more dinner inspiration in our weekly meal planning thread. You can visit didnijustfeedyou.com backslash community to join us there. I was first introduced to Shawanda Mason via Instagram when I was looking for Chattanooga food recommendations when we moved here. Shawanda has run the food and lifestyle website Eat Drink Frolic for over 13 years, which is so full of easy meal ideas and drink recipes, as well as travel guides. Shawanda is also the creative director and co-founder of The Chattery, a Chattanooga-based nonprofit that advocates for lifelong learning, where I've loved taking classes and meeting new people in our new city. Shawanda, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. For context of the show, of what we're cooking and eating now, will you tell us a little bit more about um, who you're feeding each week and like what your cooking experience is and like how your general life impacts what you feed your family too? Yeah. So I am feeding my lovely self. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, yes. Um, and my husband John, and we have a um, sassy toddler Mason, who I'm also feeding. And we do have some restrictions there. She has a couple of allergies that we're working with. I think they're getting better, um, but there is an egg allergy and a wheat allergy and a little bit of peanut. So that's a lot. To it deal is. With. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's had some wheat products and egg things slowly. Um, we have, but we've had her retested. And so the numbers are going down, um, but we're still overall avoiding those foods. So it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, because Mason is three, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. when you think about like the transition from like formula or breast milk into feeding them solids, it's already so much. So to throw right. in any kind of allergy right. is yeah. huge. It was scary. It was scary anyway, just to like start giving her solid foods. And like, she's a COVID baby, like April, 2020. So we already didn't have a community around us because we couldn't. And so it, it was a lot of internet, <laughs> like Googling things. Yeah. Um, and the account Solid Starts was super helpful in, in that process. But we noticed like some eczema. So that's what prompted us to take her to the pediatrician and then get a recommendation to, to go to the allergist. So you're taking that into account when planning. And then also yes. your husband, John, is a DJ, which I presume means he's gone a lot of evenings. But right. do you guys share in the cooking 
and feeding process in some capacity? We do because my life has been a little bit chaotic with work. Um, John has definitely, he's always cooked in the house, but he's done a little bit more. And mainly I used to carry those responsibilities when I was doing more writing for Eat, Drink, Frolic. And then, you know, the baby kind of made me take a step back and I was like, oh, I don't know how to create a recipe anymore. Like I don't have time to photograph a plate of food. Like yeah. no one has time for this right now. So John definitely um, did the bulk of the cooking. However, we have different cooking styles and it stresses me out to relinquish the control to let him cook. Um, I'm a clean as you go type person. And he is, let's just use every pot and pan that we own and then figure it out later. And so yeah, that's, difficult for me. Listen, Stacy and I talk about that all the time, primarily because we both like to clean as we cook, right? We have this identity as like the food person in our house. And right. so it's really hard to like relinquish yes. that. And sometimes like when I hear Brian in the kitchen doing things, I'm just like, I can hear that you're doing it wrong. And it makes me feel like a little bit unhinged. Same. But... I also can't let that be the reason why, like, he doesn't help. So right. I, that is a big, like, learning of letting letting go. <laughs> I'm trying. You're trying. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing a better job than I'm doing. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. He's taking the reins and he he does it well. And I I will peek in every now and then. I'm like, what you doing? We've had a few disasters, but I mean, I've had some disasters too. So we all have flops. When he's cooking and he's using every single pot and pan in the kitchen. <laughs> Are you in charge of cleanup? Is that part of your guys's like division of labor? It's not. So I feel like we need to have a rule because typically I cook, I clean. Okay. He cooks, he cleans, but then sometimes I will clean because he's not doing it quick enough for me. And so there's no set like rule in our household, but as we go on into this marriage, I'm thinking that maybe there should be. Yeah. <laughs> I think that conversation, because we have it the, the other way where like I be as a primary cook, I don't do cleanup. I'll help yeah. put leftovers away, but we're getting ready to have a conversation about like, what's it called? Basic minimum expectations. Oh, because I uh -huh. also like to do like a whole counter clear off and a right. floor sweep when I'm cleaning. And right. Brian's just like, I did the dishes. And that's, <laughs> right. Say, yeah. that's clean. I don't think that counts. Sorry, Brian, if you're hearing this for the first time. Right but I think that is an important conversation that a lot of people like don't yeah. have. Yeah. And so it's good to, to like get it going, especially with Mason being little. Cause as you get yeah. older, as the kids get older, there's like more dishes and there's more, right other stuff to talk about. I can't even imagine. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's going to be great. Okay. So <laughs> for what we're cooking and eating now, if you haven't listened to one before, the idea is you're going to share three recipes with us and it's your choice, which one of the three recipes you kind of want to walk us through how you do it. So do you want to start there? Sure. Okay. Okay. So one of my um, recipes that I've been making almost like weekly is my salmon salad. I feel like I am, I know that like tinned fish has been a thing forever, 
but I think I'm finally like coming into my like tin fish era, if that's a thing. And so I'm like all about the salmon salad. Like I can't stop talking about it. Everyone's so annoyed with me at how much (laughs) I'm like, make this. It's so easy. And literally you just throw everything in a bowl. Okay. (laughs) And I think that's why I like it. And I like to start with the base of the um, smoked salmon from Trader Joe's. Yes. Um, Which you turned me on to, too. I love it. I even had a friend in Atlanta who was like, hi, I'm going to get some of the smoked salmon from Trader Joe's because I saw it on your Instagram stories. Literally, I did the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) And and now I feel very happy knowing that I'm becoming a tin fish influencer. Yes. All I've ever wanted. Um, but yeah, I like that one. Like the quality is not bad. Like, and it's a great price. It's like three bucks or something. Um, and so, yeah, I just like throw it in a bowl with a little bit of mayonnaise, which is also another part of my food journey is my disdain for mayonnaise, but I'm coming around. Good. I'm with you. I've (laughs) been a long time, time mayo hater and still, I really only like Dukes and QP mayo. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I haven't tried QP. Okay. I haven't tried, but that, it's a no. I need to like go buy some yeah. and, and try it and maybe sub it in my salmon salad and see how it is. Yeah. Okay. So what else is in there? Okay. So there's mayo. I do a little Dijon mustard capers, which I will admit, I have no idea what a caper is, but I keep them in my fridge it's because I love them. Pickled flower bud. I know. I know. Isn't it Literally, cool? I'm like, I don't know what capers They're are, so but good. I keep them. Yes. But I love them so much. They're like so briny and like salty. Um, okay. So yeah, I put capers in there, some relish, salt and pepper, like kosher salt, black pepper. I usually put raw red onions in there. Not a big raw onion fan, but I think it adds a little extra flavor to it. Also, I think I've recently discovered that I have a red onion allergy. Oh, no. No one, no doctor, no medical professional has told me this. I have self-diagnosed okay. as having, um, because I get a little sore throat when I have them in a one of my favorite kale salads here in Chattanooga. And so I've been getting it without. And that now seems my sore okay. Throat. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, oh, maybe you need a shallot in there, but maybe <gasps> it's like I love all, a all of those types I'm, of yeah. bulbs you can't eat. I think it is. But so I've been putting pickled red onions in there recently. And that's been a little extra little tart flavor that I love. And I like to add some dashes of hot sauce yeah, because it doesn't make it spicy, but it just gives it like a little undertone of a heat. Um, and I was thinking about it this morning. I like spice. I've never added red pepper flakes to my salmon salad, but I think I'm going to. Yeah. Just for some extra heat, maybe. Or even chili powder of any kind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then you have this like salad that's sort of like a tuna salad, but it's salmon. Mm -hmm. How do you guys typically eat it? Do you put it on top of a salad or like have it on bread? And I'm curious how if Mason eats it (sighs) and how what that looks like. That's a great question, Megan. Okay, so first, I like to eat it as a snack or as a meal. So I think that's what I love about it. So sometimes I'll just eat it with like a Ritz cracker. And it's one of my, I'll just sit in the bed and eat it. Um, High luxury, (laughs) eating in bed. Luxurious and watch like a Real Housewives like show. Yes. And like living my life. Um, But I also like make a sandwich with it or like a melt, which I love to get like a piece of like super sharp cheddar cheese and just like melt it with it. It's one of my favorites. Um, And then when I made it 
recent, like last week, I don't know, I did it with a Ritz cracker, a piece of Gouda cheese, and then I had crumbled some fresh like bacon pieces on top. And I was like, with the salmon salad. And I'm like, wow, this is a great appetizer for me. Yes. And I didn't share that with anybody. <laughs> I mean, I think that could also be a meal. Why does it have to be an appetizer? Like if you do enough yeah. of them. Yeah. I ate enough of them, honestly, and like didn't eat like dinner, dinner. Cause I was like, I'm kind of full off of all of these crackers and bacon that I've eaten. And also Mason does, doesn't eat it. This is like a me and John thing. Are you guys still in the season of her eating where she kind of eats at a separate mealtime? I think that's general, like what a lot of people with toddlers do. Yeah, we typically will eat around the same time just so we're all like having dinner together yeah. as a family. Um, but then like I'm hungry again at <laughs> like eight o'clock. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, then I'll just like snack. Yeah. forever. Um, but yeah, we typically try to eat all together and eat the same things. Like I haven't gotten into a habit of making different things for me and John and then making something separate for her. Once in a while, it works out in that way. But I'm like, you're getting what we're getting and we're going to eat the gluten-free and all the other things too. So because that just makes it so much easier. You don't have to think about it. There's a lot of thought that goes into them. when you're trying to do like what we call a Venn diagram dinner where you're like, oh, Mason's going right. to get like the salmon plain. Right. And then also her gluten free bread. But we're having this. And then there's a lot of risk for cross contamination, right. too. And also, I don't want her to feel bad. Like if she sees me and John eating something that looks yummy and she like has a plate of noodles or something, I don't I'm like, I don't know. I, I have no idea how a toddler's like brain works. But I'm like, is she going to feel sad because we're eating something? Listen, I sometimes use that as a technique when my kids were really little and they were like in oh. picky seasons. I would make something that looked so delicious for myself, but make a bigger portion. <laughs> and then especially Emmett would be like, I want some. I want some. I'd be like, oh, no, this is mommy's. No, I want some. And so I would portion it out for him. Especially salads. That's how I got my kids interested in greens in any capacity. Which it's it's like ebbed and flowed back the other way where now they're like, yeah. mm, I don't think I like salads as on principle. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Mason used to eat like a bunch of like green things. And then, you know, she has her little glasses. And John and I think that since she started wearing glasses, now she doesn't eat the green things because she can see them. Like, I mean... <laughs> I have a photo of her eating like a big old piece of broccolini and now she's like, don't want it. Yeah. I'm like, get it off of my plate. I'm like, okay. She's developing cool. her autonomy. Okay. So salmon salad. What else yes. are you cooking? What else did you cook and eat this week? Okay. So one of my go-to New York Times recipes is a garlic braised chicken. I make this weekly. I love it whenever I want something easy, but it feels kind of elegant. Um, and this is one that even Mason will eat. Yeah. Like she's become very weird with chicken for some reason. Used to eat chicken all the time. Now we serve it different ways. And she's just like, I don't know. I don't like it. Um, but the garlic braised chicken, she'll eat it. And the first time I made this, she took a bite and she goes, huh, it's not too bad. And I was like, high praise. Thank you so much for saying that this braised chicken that I've been working really hard on is not too bad. But I love it because it's easy. I as I think with I should probably just braise things more often. Um, but you know, you like brown the chicken and just for a little bit, take it out, cook the garlic, whole garlic cloves, and then add all your liquids. 
pop the chicken back in. I throw it in the oven for an hour. And like when you pull it out, it's like the garlic is like so soft and mushy. You can like spread it on bread if you want. The chicken is like falling off the bone. It is top tier. So is that typically what you do is like have bread and a salad on the side or how would you, how do you serve that? So most recently I served it with mashed potatoes because Um. I was like, you know what? We need some carbs in this family. (laughs) And Mason loves mashed potatoes. And so I made mashed potatoes and like sauteed corn. Perfect. And she, the child ate all mashed potatoes and some of the chicken and was like, not really into corn. I'm like, okay. It sounds so like that sounds like kind of a cozy meal. And I think that sometimes people think, oh, I can't braise in the summertime. But of course, we live in like AC land where everyone's got their AC on anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But an hour of braise time is like not a lot and would be totally worth it. And I imagine it makes um, lots of gorgeous leftovers, too. Oh, my God. Yes. And also like the like, I don't know, juice or sauce or whatever that it's in is like really good over the mashed potatoes. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like its own it. gravy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. One more meal you cooked this week. Okay. I know it's hot and hopefully people will support this, <laughs> but, ch- but chili. I know y'all have done like an episode on chili. I was a chili hater, like hated chili. Wouldn't cook it, wouldn't eat it anywhere, like hated it. Don't understand like what's in it. However, Chrissy Teigen's very first cookbook involved John Legend's chili. It is so ridiculously easy that like I can't even understand how it's a recipe because it's like just like cans of things and like you just throw stuff together. But Mason will eat it. Yeah. (laughs) So like if Mason eats it, it's a year round recipe. (laughs) Like we'll just serve it whenever we can. And I love it. And we top it with um, chili cheese, like Fritos and cheese. And I put pickled jalapenos and like, yes, I like think I agree. I think chili is an anytime food. And I know you're not, we're not aligned in this thinking, but I love making chili <laughs> in the summer because then you can have like chili dogs. I know you're not, you're a hot dog eater. <laughs> John loves a hot dog. I know because we went on a hot, hot dog crawl together last year. So I am pro your chili year round i'm coming around i like a grilled hot dog and also in fairness i typically don't eat as many hot dogs as we ate at the hot dog crawl in a whole year like i'm a once a year at a baseball game or once once a year at a cookout like that's it for me i'm not i'm not like (laughs) stacy who like puts them on her meal plan and has like buttered butter cooked yeah. hot dogs yeah. as an easy weeknight meal. No hate for people. I'd rather I just rather have like a good brat or like a right. sausage or something. Yeah. But I do love hot dogs as a vehicle for other things. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I added hot dogs to our like weekly menu, John would be so happy. Like, yeah. Just so excited. And I just I need my hot dog grilled like almost black to where I can't like Super see what it crispy. is. Super crispy. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll eat it. Okay. <laughs> Stacy, I don't know about you, but I've been in a major spring cleaning mode, including purging and organizing my closet. I'm putting away winter sweaters and donating things that don't work for me anymore. But I'm so excited to be pulling out some of my favorite items from Quince to put back into rotation. 
Totally. I love the pieces that I bought from Quince last year, too. And neither of us should really be surprised. We love Quince for their quality. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Which means I can actually add some pieces back to my closet after my spring clear out. I love the linen pants and top I got last season so much, but my next purchase is one of Quince's gorgeous 100% washable silk skirts. Oh, that's so pretty. And the best part, all Quince items from silk to 14 karat gold are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I snagged my favorite oversized cashmere boyfriend cardigan from Quince instead of any other brand. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to get free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with Byheart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is Byheart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. We know you're seeing all the Mother's Day gift guides everywhere. And while we usually do some Didn't I Just Feed You version, this year we have the one perfect Mother's Day gift that works for everyone, even our last-minute shoppers, mylifeinabook.com. Mylifeinabook.com is a unique service that turns the life stories of people you love into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your gift recipient a question via email. These can be pre-written questions that they provide, or you can customize the questions the way that I did for my mom. Your recipient can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. Mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. I'm really excited to be creating a book with my own mom this year, and I can't wait to hear some of her childhood memories, what it was really like raising three kids as a single mother, and how she's enjoyed becoming a grandmother, too. And when the book is done, you'll have a beautiful keepsake for her and for you, too. You can even choose to have an audiobook created from the recordings. It's easy to sign up, and the process is automated, so you don't have to worry about missing a week. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code D-I-J-F-Y for 10% off today. Well, I feel like my what I cooked this week it's not opposite, but I was glad to see you had some fish on yours because uh-huh. this week it's just 
me and my youngest, Emmett, who's right. eight, and who is my, like, seafood lover. Okay. So I originally went into the week with the intentions of, like, just eating up what was already in our fridge. Like, I didn't do a lot of grocery shopping. Right. But because I was like, oh, what are the things you want to do this week? He had the audacity to be like, and I want to eat these things, too. I I was like, <laughs> oh, I meant field trips, but okay. Here we are. So I've probably mentioned this first recipe this first recipe before. It's Jennifer Zeman's like easy fish taco recipe from the Ooh. kitchen. And we literally buy the like pre-battered, pre-cooked, crispy chicken pieces from that live in the freezer. So I actually was able to pull some of those out and not have to shop for more yeah. of them. And we just throw the I say we, Emmett did not help. <laughs> I just throw the fish pieces in the air fryer and like while they're air frying, make a little slaw. I think Jennifer's recipe has like all the instructions for making the dressing for the slaw, but I just throw together. It's like a little bit of mayonnaise, some lime juice, um, whatever spices you want to add in there. And then we just eat that in tortillas. And Emmett loved it so much. One of the last times we had it that he requested it this week. Yeah. I love that. He's a, he likes to eat. Yeah. I love that. It's very, very <laughs> sweet. And then I will just mention this because Ella's not ho- my older one who's a little bit more selective. Sometimes when we do that, I'll also throw like a crispy chicken patty from the freezer in the air fryer too and mm-hmm. chop that up for my daughter who does not like fish. And so oh. I'm not, it is a little Venn diagram dinner yeah. but I'm not t- cooking like two totally separate meals yeah have you ever had the bear chicken nuggets or any of their chicken just bear chicken products yeah Yeah. Yeah, we love their they have like a spicy chicken patty that i bought once to make like spicy chicken sandwiches like fast food style yeah and they're really like a nice spice but not too spicy and even ella can tolerate that the okay Do you serve anything else besides the slaw with the tacos? Um, some uh, this week I did not because it was just Emmett and I. Um, actually, that's not true. He requested a peach, so he had a peach on the side. But sometimes oh we'll God. do like a corn and black bean salad or just like grilled corn. Um, and it's really nice to like not just have it be something fresh and easy. That sounds yummy. And not heat up the house. It's so good. Highly recommend. I though yeah. although I'm saying that and thinking oh. Wanda's going to have to find like some gluten-free chicken yeah. uh, fish and pieces to do. John has found some gluten-free cod pieces that are actually like delicious. Like yeah. I was like, oh, these are good. And they're like seasoned from Whole Foods. They're nice. really good. So. so you could totally do the same thing with yeah. those. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Then we had a total adventure of making sushi at home, which again was Emmett's request. And I was like, great. We did it for his birthday in November. And at the time, like, he had a bunch of friends over. So I was like, let's just do hand rolls. And he was very explicit this week. He was like, yeah, yeah, hand rolls. But instead of, like, folding it over, do the thing where you, like, actually wrap the rice around the food and roll it up. Oh, Emmett. Emmett. (laughs) Stacey had recommended on last year's Didn't I Just Feed You gift guide this tool called a sushi, sushi bazooka. Yeah. And he got the set for Christmas and we haven't used it yet. So we it was yeah. our first time like rolling sushi, but we also used the sushi bazooka. Our first roll was not was not great. 
I let, I made Emmett go first, and I think maybe I shouldn't have done that. But he was happy with it. The idea of the sushi bazooka is it's like a tube cut in half, and so you okay. open it up and you line it with rice, and then okay. you put in. We just use smoked salmon. Mm-hmm. smoked salmon pieces and like whatever veggies on both sides and then you fold it up and like it has clasps to close it and there's a tool that like twists it down into the bottom of the tube and then you take the end off and you can push the roll of rice out huh. and then you roll it in the nori sheet so okay. it's kind of great for like an eight-year-old right who yeah. he's like not going to have the skills or the dexterity right. to like do sushi right. like the sushi chef and i'm really right. like okay i understand now why it's so expensive from <laughs> right. a labor standpoint even not just like ingredients right it took me like 40 minutes no joke to make us our three rolls oh no because you're like doing one at a time also emmett like took the first roll that he made and ran off and ate it and then i was like okay i should just use up the rest of the sushi rice but it was really fun i will forever just recommend though like hand rolls are really yeah really so much easier because you just like put all the things in the middle of a square of nori and fold it in half it takes so much less i'm gonna have to try this yeah also let me know if you want to borrow the sushi bazooka is that a weird okay. <laughs> <laughs> happy to drop it off for you and let, let you borrow it okay and then last thing this was really fun we went to asian food and gifts which is like the best asian food market that there is in chattanooga and we did that like that was just like one of our fun activities he wanted to go and get a bunch of snacks which i i swear that was like two days ago and he's eaten through a lot of them already <laughs> But one of the other things we picked up there were frozen pot stickers. He kept calling them dumplings. And I was like, they're not dumplings, but okay. And so for dinner that night that we got back, we had pot stickers. So I like did the pot stickers first and then took the same pan and just did like some quick garlicky green beans and then made like a sushi shop style salad, which is one salad. That my kids okay. would eat. Usually it's iceberg, but I had butter lettuce. So it was like butter lettuce, um, grated carrots. I did a little radish on mine. And then this sushi shop dressing that I love so much from the brand Acid League. That's like carrot, carrot, ginger. And they make vinegar. So it's like a little bit vinegar forward. It was very good. Okay. And that was a nice, like that took 20 minutes between cooking the pot stickers, making the salad yeah. while that was happening. And I just forget how great frozen pot stickers yeah. are. Yeah. That's one of our go-to meals as well is to get like some frozen yeah. pot stickers. Yeah. Being a lover of Trader Joe's, do you mm. typically get the Trader Joe's pot stickers? We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is, I like them. Are they pork based or veggie based? Trying to remember, we sometimes buy them too. They have pork ones for sure that we've purchased, and I'm I feel like maybe they have like a veggie or chicken one. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of those because they're like super easy, and sometimes we make them when Mason will like go to my in laws, and John and I just don't have a lot of time to cook something, and we're like, let's throw some pot stickers in the skillet, yeah, call it a day. That's perfect, right? Yeah. I feel like so even easy. doing the green beans and salad was like above and beyond what I had to do. I could have just done one of those. 
I want it. I mean, I, and the, the green bean sounds delicious. I love a green bean. I do too. And I'm just like, it's real simple. Like throw them in the pan. There was a little bit of olive oil left from the okay. pot stickers. I put a little bit of water in so they can steam, like cover them and let yeah. them steam. And then towards the end of cooking, add in some sliced garlic yeah. and salt and butter and just saute it yeah. up until the garlic's a little bit browned. Yeah. Okay, like before that. you leave us, Shawanda, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. And we'll add yeah. all your links to the What We're Cooking and Eating Now link doc, too. You can find me at eatdrinkfrolic.com. I'm also eatdrinkfrolic on Instagram. So, And that's where I post mostly. Yes. <laughs> and also, at, we, I always want to encourage people to follow at the chattery. And, and participate even from a distance in like ten dollar Tuesday, yeah. helping keeping your nonprofit going. Please, <laughs> y'all can get the recipe links for that we, that Shawanda and I have both mentioned in this week's episode by joining our free community. If you've not joined us there yet, why not join for free at didn't I just feed backslash community? There you can also find out about bonus episodes and our ad free stream by joining our supporting community. Follow us on Instagram where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. I'm Shawanda. Stay sane and well, Fred, friends. <laughs>